Welcome back, boys and girls, to Yes Jimbo. Ooh, yes, ah, a very patriotic day for the boys on the pitch. We do talk basketball on this program, Kai. It's the Fuel of 68 Best Bets show, presented by our fine sponsor at Bet Rivers. It will be the main focus of today's show, but we will, um, before we sign off, do some sort of, I don't know, Jim Voodoo magic spell to wish our boys, the Yanks, some good luck. Um, Jim, just because you're feeling so chipper today, let's get your reaction to what we saw last night on the hardwood of college basketball. Well, we didn't have a show yesterday, so I went with reactions from the weekend, from Sunday. Right, uh, and I didn't actually geez, watch much basketball. I went and saw a movie last night because did I needed a break from basketball. Um, but what did you say, Kai? Was it good? Did you like it? Uh, yeah, saw Black Panther. It's pretty solid. Good. Uh, but Kai, my question and my takeaway is really a question for you. Are Purdue and UConn top three teams, top five teams? Mm. Definitely seen Purdue ranked number one in some places. Mm. Our overlord Jeff Goodman has them there. I mean, both teams could not have looked more impressive in, yeah. in Portland. So I'm kind of inclined to think yes, but we've also seen something like, remember a couple of years back, Michigan went down to battle for Atlantis and surprisingly mm-hmm. swept three and zero, and then I think lost their first game back on the mainland. I'm trying to find the balance between overreacting to that and actually taking it as important data points. What do you think? Kai? Yeah, definitely. And let's not forget that year that Arizona state was number one in the country uh, and then how that uh, turned out. I, I was in Portland this past weekend. Uh, I saw these teams live. UConn was the most impressive team I've seen. I just added a, a total, a future on them for the championship. Um, they're that good. They're so deep. There really is no weakness in this team. Purdue, obviously very impressive as well. I mean, beating Gonzaga and Duke by over 18 points is something that's probably never been done before in that time span. Uh, their point guard, Braden Smith, is amazing. Zach Eady is going to win player of the year. Um, so I would take that future as well if you can find it better than uh, uh, better odds than Timmy or Sheboy. Uh, yeah, these two teams are top 10 for me, Jim, at the moment. Um, I can see the argument for top five right now, but let's get a little bit bigger sample size, Matt. Um, yeah, like a lot more sample size. Hey, it's still early. Let's not overreact to anything. But we are getting to the one month milestone of the season. So we can say we've learned a few things for certain. And you may notice that Louisville is no longer on the outline today. Uh, we would have thought, you know, many, many weeks ago that Louisville, Maryland in a Big Ten ACC showdown would have been worthy of outline consideration. Sorry, Kenny Payne and co. You are not. Uh, I'm sure we'll get to that in the chat mob question if those actually want to hear us break it down. But Kai, let's get to the big Big bang games tonight, baby. Mm-hmm. Virginia at Michigan will headline a little ACC Big Ten showcase, and then we'll circle back to some other Big East and Big 12 matches. And then a few, sorry, two mid-major tilts, I think, have some real intrigue. But Michigan, Virginia, Kai, the Chrysler Center, the Wolverines, they've been not so great. Um, in terms of handicapping, it feels like the ultimate Bilo home dog spot. Virginia kind of hot, trending up. Plus four, been bet down a little bit to plus three, but not a ton of money coming on Michigan, I think people are just generally skeptical of this team. Your thoughts? Yeah, and they have every right to be, right? Llewellyn has looked bad. Michigan has not looked great. They've been basically one of the only disappointing Big Ten teams thus far. Uh, But the spread feels high. Three and a half, more reasonable, but four and a half, four. I was looking at Michigan, and I hate fading Tony Bennett, Jim, especially in a year where Virginia looks quite legit, and they're four and one against the spread, I believe. Um, I'm pretty confident Virginia makes life tough. For Hunter Dickinson inside for Michigan's offense in general, but it's at home. It's a definite hype spot for Michigan. It's a huge win opportunity for them uh, uh, for their tournament resume as well. And maybe Jim, just maybe Virginia doesn't shoot 45% tonight. 
Yeah, I'm hoping they, that we get some of the, the three-point shooting regression there because Eileen Michigan, too, mm-hmm. uh, took it at four and a half down to three and a half, still getting a possession. I think that's that's pretty solid. Uh, Michigan can shoot. Like, they're not a completely incompetent perimeter shooting team, so you can go over the top of the pack line a little bit. And, yeah, with Virginia shooting, maybe it's not um, going to be a crash down, like, one for 15 performance, but I, mm-hmm. I still think there's some regression coming where maybe it's a 30% night for them. It, the other thing, too, with Michigan's defense has been – pretty bad this year but i think their biggest issue is off the bounce and in ball screens and virginia's running mover blocker like consistently this year they're not going to really be moving hunter dickinson around quite as much unless they really adapt their their approach which maybe tony bennett will do he's a smart guy Uh, but i just don't think virginia puts the puts the pressure on michigan's defense the way that like eastern michigan or arizona state did of just full-on off the dribble get into the lane type stuff so maddie it's a Michigan for me today. Yeah, I lean Michigan as well. I just would have liked to have seen one of these games against mid-majors, right? So they had Jackson State at home. The game was pretty close most of the way. Ohio at home had needed OT to get by them. They haven't put anyone away, right? I think that kind of is a clear indicator of your potential or true worth um, in the absence of other evidence, which basically is what? The Pittsburgh game, they won by 31. Great. And then you lost by 30 by Arizona State. So I don't know, man. Just a who knows for me, the ultimate stay away situation. And so I did. Uh, Next game, another fun one here. Uh, Two teams that have reputations as more of, you know, defensive minded squads historically. But this year, uh, last two years, really, Penn State at Clemson, Kai, uh, jump shooting teams, uh, especially Penn State. Micah Shrewsbury has unlocked this incendiary, you know, spread out perimeter oriented lineup that can just bound threes from everywhere. Um, Clemson, well-coached, well-prepared. Do you think that with a healing, not fully healthy, but healing P.J. Hall, they have a good chance tonight laying, uh, what, just a point, I believe, at the, the current line? Yeah, point and a half at Bet Rivers right now. I, I had a pretty strong gut lean to Clemson, especially at Tick. Um, they need this win. They've looked better recently. P.J. Hall, you mentioned, he is ramping up. He's not quite 100%. Brownell has even said that himself. Um, but it was impressive the way they hung with Iowa. Uh, they have a very tough home court at Little John. And it's the first true road game, too. And this is going to be a theme throughout the the rest of the rundown here. First true road game for Penn State. Um, Their three-point shooting, they're awesome, but it's unsustainable. Seventh highest three-point attempt rate in the country. Seventh best three-point percentage in the country. They're prone to have a bad night. If they're not hitting shots, they're in major trouble against Clemson. My question, Jim, is does Clemson have anybody in the backcourt that can guard Jalen Pickett in the post? Yeah, probably not. I mean, their their guards are big-ish because they don't have a true point guard. So, like, if Dylan Hunter's the guy guarding him, he's 6'4". He's got a little range, but Pickett still will just bully you. He'll he'll put that booty behind India and, and back you yeah. under the rim big and then booty. just turn and he'll flip it up over the top. Um, I, I do lean Clemson, too, just like gut. Seeing this game was, oh, this feels like it should be Clemson's game. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought that against South Carolina, too, but that was on the road. Uh, now they're back home in Little John. I think that matters a little bit. Maybe it's not the four-point home value it is against like Duke when they come to town, but uh, I, I still would lean towards Clemson here. I also kind of like the over. Uh, Kai, I know it, you're probably right about Penn State shooting, uh, and this game won't be fast. Uh, it's not Penn State's MO, but I think it'll be efficient. I don't really trust either defense that much. Penn State plays a ton of like almost five guard lineups where they play uh, like a six-five guy at center and hope that they can hold up defensively. So I think both teams can score efficiently here. Uh, would lean towards a low total over, which is pretty rare for me, Matthew, but uh, with you guys on Clemson. 
Yeah, I mentioned it in the intro, but the PJ Hall thing is the key part of this handicap. It's tough to really discern how healthy he is. He had a good game last outing against Cal, but that's Cal. So, you know, but what do you make of that? Um, yeah, again, a lot of unknowns, and I will be fence riding on this one as well. Should be a good game, though. Hopefully, I will see some shots fall down. A little shot making expose. Jim, I'm going to you for the Buzzcut Badgers, another Big Ten ACC showdown. Whiskey hosting Wake Forest and the fighting Steve Forbes's who have some injury concerns. Um, this is line felt a little bit short, especially from someone who is becoming to respect Wisconsin. I mean, a little bit of a, a delayed buyer of this team. What are you looking at in this number? I actually I didn't think it felt short. I want to take Wisconsin as a dog or pick them, kind of like muck it up, pull it out late. I think they're really good late in games execution-wise. Tyler Wall is like a, a really big-time mismatch in the mid-post. Look what he did at Kansas, ostensibly a team that should have guys that can guard him like McCullough and and Jalen Wilson, and they couldn't. Um, so I, I would prefer them in that range. Wake Forest, I kind of like this year. I, I've been high on them. They just got Ituka back, and Davian Williamson, who's missed the last two, is supposed to play. So they should have their full complement in the backcourt. I, I just think this seems like a close kind of drag-out brawl kind of game. That's pretty typical for the badge. So I'll take it in, you know, six, seven. I'm not sure exactly what it is at uh, that Rivers right now. I can try to find it. Uh, five and a half. Well, I still would lean towards Wake, but I, wow, I if you're a Badger guy, guy, Bat Rivers is your book, baby. Yeah. Matthew, uh, the chat mob and myself uh, request you turn your volume down, please. Thank you. Not too loud. Okay, yes, I thought I was. At, I'm on seven on ten. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Your mic we just did just a podcast. I was on. It is. It's your awesome. Mic's too good. And my voice is the most important. So <laughs> all right, adjusted. Uh, this game, Wisconsin Wake Forest. It's it's interesting. It's an interesting game. Interesting matchup here. I've been really impressed. Uh, with Wisconsin, nearly beat Kansas after being down that whole game. They've handled everyone else. The system is strong, Jim, in, in Madison. Wake hasn't played a top 100 team all year. They haven't played on the road yet. They're not proven at all. Williamson status, I don't know if Jim mentioned it. I might have tuned him out up in the air right now for he's, Wake. He's, he's supposed to He's play. supposed he's to, to go. Back. Yeah. That's big. Two really good coaches. I obviously love Forbes. I love Gray Guard. Um, Matt, I don't love Badgers as a favorite, a relatively high favorite, over five points. I'm very torn in this game. I suppose I'd lean Wisconsin if you made me choose, but I'm not officially backing them. Uh, fun fact, Wake Forest's first true road game last year, they went into the castle at Virginia Tech and won by 21, so pretty impressive. I don't think Steve Forbes is scary of anyone anywhere, um, but as a Duke fan, I can attest that the Cole Center can be a house of horrors for those who take it lightly, so um, I wish you luck, Mr. Forbes and Demon Deacons backers. A couple more uh, last, things on Wisconsin yeah, real quick. Ahead. Sorry, Matt. Stats. Uh, they are 351st nationally in two-point percentage offense. Like, that's really terrible. Yikes. And, like, whoa. Chucky Hepburn, bad shots. Not Hepburn. something that's <laughs> sustainable, really, against good teams. And defensively, sixth in defensive three-point percentage, 11th in defensive free-throw percentage. That screams, like, regression, regression at some point. I know they're good defensively, but I don't like that combination of factors. I, I like on both Wisconsin, sides of the ball, too. Right. As yeah. a big favorite, I think there's some concern there. There, it was mentioned, Matt, in the KU game, Chucky Hepburn's rim percentage is like 10%, even, it, not even that. Uh, so that probably gets ironed out a little bit, hopefully, unless Hepburn's just allergic to making layups. He learned from Brad Davison. They always have a, a yes, guard right. that can't score inside the arc. Yeah. Bronson, Koenig, Jordan, Taylor. Yeah, that's right. Uh, you sound wonderful, by the way, now, Matt. Thanks. Thank you. I'd say 7.5. I literally just saved Soul this 20 trip. minutes ago, yeah. so why didn't it lock in? Uh, I'll take that up with Zoom after the program. Should. Jim, our last Big Ten ACC tilt before we get to first round of chat mob. Illinois hosting Syracuse. 
Um, I think we're on record as being Illini lovers. It certainly, you know, backed that up for the most part with the Vegas MT, although Virginia did get them in the second leg. Syracuse, the real head scratcher, off two tough home losses, including Slapgate featuring Judah Mintz. And uh, who was the other, the St. Peter's guard, the stash? Yeah, Doug Eater, thank you. Um, just weird vibes out of that team. I'll be honest. The line feels really high though. It's up to 12 and a half now. Feels like the game where everyone makes fun of Syracuse. You count them out and it's like, oh crap, Syracuse is tied with Illinois with three rounds to play. Eileen Syracuse, all that to say. Your thoughts. Yeah. It's gotten pretty high, right? I don't know. Yeah, it's too high. Um, I, the one thing I was impressed by with Syracuse is they only turned it over, I think it was 16 times in an OT game with St. John's. I, I figured that would be like, they're going to fart the ball away. That's going to be the game. And if Illinois is going to pressure, maybe that's less of an issue than I thought it would be with the freshman point guard and Joe Girard not exactly being like the paragon of athleticism. But I don't know. It just feels a little high to me, Kai. Maybe I'm giving Syracuse too much credit. Yeah, I'm a little bit torn in this game as well. Illinois rocks. So does the home court. Uh, I, I love that place. And it's Syracuse's first true road game. That's right. There's a lot of these today. Yes. Uh, they've blown <laughs> games, Syracuse. I mean, they've been better then their final scores have indicated they blew the blue, the blue game. It's Bryant, St. John's Colgate. I mean, Colgate, I guess they got kind of got handled, but St. John's is the one I'm really thinking of. How do they stop Illinois Matt? I don't think they do. And they get pounded on the glass. The Illini can shoot. They can beat them down the floor and their defense. Illinois defense has been really good this year. I'm kind of worried about Syracuse's ball handlers. They've done okay overall from the turnover perspective, but men said six turnovers against St. John's. He only played nine minutes against Bryant. I know he had some foul trouble, but still, Clearly not the answer for them in the backcourt. The number is super big. I, I would not take Syracuse here, though. Just just my personal preference. I was a little bit shocked, and please correct me if I'm completely oblivious here. Mintz is not suspended today, right? I researched and said there's nothing, know. no word of it. But um, I, mean, I don't probably I'm not going to litigate whether it was deserving or not. It was such a weird thing. Like It was so it's, puny and Isn't it strange stupid, that Brian's but... getting more flack for that when Mintz smacked Eater in the face? The first, yeah, Eater just first. looked like kind of a punk <laughs> doing it and then, and then running away, which I kind of respected, honestly. Syracuse's big guy was charging at him. I'd probably <laughs> run away too. I would too, yeah, but you slapped the guy blindsided. He, he just slapped him back, men slapped him. That's first. true. All right, um, Kai yeah. clearly on uh, Syracuse side of the fence here, but I'm with got you. No flack for it. That's all I'm I saying. agree. It should be balanced both ways. Um, I just think people like making Bryant the punching bag given their antics last season with right. Peter Kissenko. Uh, chat mob round one. If anyone asked about Louisville and uh, Maryland, we're happy to address it, but I'm hoping not. Eh, it's on there, unfortunately. But Kai, we're starting with a team you mentioned offhand there, St. John's. They're hosting LIU, who might be one of the worst three teams in the country. Mm-hmm. Is St. John's going to absolutely demolish them? What do you say? Yes, they're going to kill them. I don't know if Posh Alexander's playing. I, I kind of, that uh, I forgot about him, frankly. Forgot that he got a concussion recently. Um, if he's out, I still think they can beat LIU by 30 plus. Yeah, deep, um, deep team. I say that having backed a team that played LIU, South Dakota, that did not cover against them, but they did lose to Northern, Northern Oil by 25. And St. John's gym is built to blow teams out. Yep. They want to run on you, get up and down. Trey Wood, maybe still out for LIU too, who's That's arguably big. their best guard against a yep. team that pressures. I don't, I don't love that. Uh, Matt, a couple of questions. Harry R. and a couple other people. UCSB at Duquesne. Duquesne is without both uh, R.J. Gunn and Joe Reese. Right? Joe Reese. So a little, little disadvantage in the front court. I think Easley is still out too. So a little, little limited there, but UCSB going across country. What do you think? 
Yeah, deep up front, concerning with uh, Andre Kelly, who is, I think, kind of the quasi-fulcrum of that offense for UCSB, the former Cal transfer who rocks. I think Cal would like to have him this year, obviously. Um, UCSB, though, cross-country travel, uh, point in Duquesne favor. Um, and we saw what they did in their first road trip this year. Did not look good. I just think Duke's the better team, the, more, uh, the better coach team, and their deeper, better spot. I took Duke's here. Interesting. I think we might be a little head-to-head there, Matthew. I laid three. Uh, I got three and a half. Let's land a three. Hey, land that plane. Kai, Queens at Bowling Green from Ray Reyes. I have been against Queens once or twice this year and gotten, uh, gotten you know, a loss handed to me. <laughs> and Bowling Green is frustrating. So what do you what do you say here? Yeah, Queens is really good. And I've been on Bowling Green a couple times, as I am every freaking year. And they're just terrible against the spread. They are year in, year out. They, they blew the game against Notre Dame. They didn't score for the last eight minutes uh, after playing with Notre Dame toe-to-toe. They got killed by Southern Indiana. Um, they might get killed today, but guess what? I lean their way at minus one. I it should not be a dog against Queens at home. Bowling Green, you have the talent to win this game. Come on. Bowling Green is one of the brain-dead teams out there. They're brain-dead. They just, they just yes. do dumb things. Matt, you get it. Sorry, buddy. Steve Tracy, Maryland at Louisville. 13-point spread. What do you got? I like Louisville. I tried to make this line as high as possible. And I couldn't get any higher than like nine. Um, now I probably didn't factor in the Louisville is god awful. So maybe add four arbitrary points there to make it what the actual line That's, is, which is 13. <laughs> okay. Like <laughs> so what's the line? What's my number? Plug the value to equal the number. Uh, I would take, I think Louisville is a pretty good bet tonight, actually. I'm probably going to bet them small. Maryland well, this week resets the same yeah. way. Um, I will say if you use Bart Torvik's no priors ratings, this is Maryland minus 26. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's pretty bad if you're not trained to take in your uh, preseason stuff. All right, one more for each of you before we move on. They're both from the Carolina State. Kai, you get from the extra board Asheville at UNC Central. What do you hmm. think here? Man, really tough. I uh, was torn in this game as well. I think it's two evenly matched teams when you consider Central's home court. Um, I like both teams a fair amount. I think the line's pretty much right. I, I am staying away, Jim. All right, that works. Matt, I uh, mentioned before you got on the Zoom here to Kai that I wanted to back Charlotte today, but the market beat me to the punch. Mm-hmm. They are on the road at Davidson. Pat Taylor from the chat will be in attendance, boots on the ground. Do you have a play for him here? Uh, yeah, open minus six, which I agree was a little too high. Now it's down to minus four. Travel is basically, what, an hour? They're, you know, no, not existing yeah, effectively. Huge rivalry. Like, huge rivalry. Huge rivalry. Huge rivalry in the area there. Um, I think four is a little too low. I kind of would lean Davidson, actually. I do. I'm sorry. I like Charlotte. I don't fully trust him yet. Don't trust him yet. Fair enough. Um, all right, that's it for now. Uh, we've got plenty of other questions we'll be hitting. Don't worry. I've been scouring the chat, so hopefully I've got them all. But Matt, back to the outline. And we pivot to Big East, Big 12 action, um, where we will discuss a narrative we have covered at nauseum on this program, Kai. That is Shaka Smart as an underdog, such is the case tonight when he hosts the big bad Baylor Bears. Sikkim up there in Milwaukee. What's your angle on this game? Heavy money coming in on the Bears this morning, by the way, pushing this yeah. up to, I believe, a seven at one point. Now it's settled back in around six, six and a half. Yeah, uh, Shock is an awesome dog, but it's a very scary fade, obviously. Um, it was a relatively short line, six and a half. <clears throat> Seven probably gets a little bit too high for me, I'll, I'll be honest. Uh, if Marquette can cover at Mackey against this Purdue team, they can cover at home against Baylor. Baylor's not quite as dominant so far this year as we've seen in the past, but clearly Jim's still one of the best teams in the country. This is their first true road game. I don't expect him to be flustered 
against this Marquette team, and you have to worry about Marquette's ball handling. Uh, Baylor's perimeter is quick. It's long. But Marquette's tough. They're physical. They can muck it up. We've seen it happen time and time again under Shaka. I do lean him as a dog here. Very little interest in fading Baylor, though. Yeah, that's kind of where I landed. I, I'm like anxious to back Shaka as an underdog. Uh, as as an underdog of five or more in his career, he's 36 and 20, 64%. Pretty, pretty good. good. Uh, not so bad against the spread there. Uh, but, man, I, Baylor, the talent level is a different level. Kai, does this feel at all like Illinois at Marquette last year, a game you attended? Yes. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, Illinois was expected to crush him, and Marquette, didn't they win out, right? I'm pretty sure they yep. did. It I played like a vintage yeah. home dog game where Illinois just couldn't ever get away from, right? Like Marquette yeah. just kept making feisty play after feisty scrappy. play. Yes, yeah, yeah, Andre Corbello exactly. kept handing the ball to Marquette. I think that's actually <laughs> that how they won, it. was a Andre yes. Corbello turnover. Yeah. <laughs> they did have, what's his name, They're, uh, that awesome forward last year that they don't have anymore. Oh, Justin Lewis, yeah. He yeah, was, he was yeah. pretty yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but okay. Yeah, that's that's I lean towards Marquette, but I'm not brave enough to fade Baylor here, Matthew. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I kind of think we may be sleeping on Baylor because they lost one game to Virginia. We've kind of like forgotten about them when discussing the who's the best team in college basketball. It's like Baylor's not discussed because they lost one game. I think they probably should be in that discussion. Uh, hey, fun game for both of you, Jim. First time we get to, I guess, hype up your flair, both on your chest and in your background. Fellas. Big night for the Missouri Tigers as they travel to Wichita to take on the Shockers. Line open at minus a half, minus one. Some money coming in on the MIZZOUs, Jimbo. And I agree with it. I think which or Missouri is the better team, and I'm inclined to lay this. Yeah, I'm. I'm sure Kyle hit that this is Mizzou's first true road game. It I'm is. sorry, I'm swiping that from you. <laughs> uh, it's more than just their first true road game, though. This is their first like top 200 opponent game. Yeah, uh, their first real competent test. I'm curious to see how they look, but I think they're pretty good, man. They, they've yeah, got a lot of skill too. in the perimeter. Isaiah Mosley started to come into his own after some weird like DNP coach decisions early on and some low minutes totals. He's looked really good lately. Between him, Hodge, and Kobe Brown, I think they're kind of built to to run the way they have been. Credit to Gates. He's really opened up the offense for them. Mm-hmm. And then Wichita, Kai, I think they're just still a little bit out of sorts. Maybe they've been uh, better than we've given them credit for. They did cover for the weave once against Richmond on the road. Uh, and the, the, the roster is fairly talented, but I just think Mizzou's a little bit better right now. Um, and Wichita still sorting things out. Both teams have a ton of new transfers, but I, I lean towards our Tigers. I can't help it. Yeah, Mizzou, one of 20 teams that are undefeated still in the country. And hey. yeah, their schedule has been light, but okay. No, who cares? They're still undefeated, right? Go Tigers. Uh, uh-huh, it is their nice. first Euro game. It is their first opponent in the top 150. So this is their test. Wichita beat Mizzou at Mizzou last season. I was there over Thanksgiving break. Don't ever go to Columbia, Missouri over Thanksgiving break. There's nobody there. All the bars are closed. It was very disappointing uh, to go to my alma mater and see that happening. But I do think Mizzou can win this game, man. The roundhouse is a tough place to play. But Mizzou's offense has been awesome. Matt, I don't care about the schedule, man. 16th in the country in offense right now in Kempom. They're super, super deep. They get pressure on the ball. They attack in transition. I know Isaac Brown is going to try to control the pace. Wichita is a team that likes to control the pace, slow it down, especially against an opponent that likes to run. But I do lean towards Mizzou here at minus two. I didn't lay it. I don't like to bet on my Tigers, but that's how I feel. I just nailed the key points underpinning my best bet of the day. That is the Unda. Matty Undertaker will put on the mask today and join his brother and Jim in backing an ugly, what I hope to be an ugly low-scoring game. Yeah, Mizzou's total numbers have just been a little bit inflated by the 
uh, competition. They've been able to run easier in transition, get quicker possessions off turnovers because of the competition they play. That won't be the case with Wichita. I don't think Wichita is like a super sound ball handling team, but it's just they're, they're a different cut above what they've played so far. Um, and Brown talked at length about the importance of keeping them out of transition, executing in the half court. So I think this does play to a lower game, which could um, benefit Wichita from a side perspective. But the one thing I keep looking at, the assist disparity, um, 359th in the country assist rate, Wichita, Mizzou, I believe is what, top 20. Like they just play more as a team. And I think it's a very much a, um, a, a mark of just who Dennis Gates is. And I think why maybe some people undervalued him as a coach coming out of this, this job. I think he's just gets guys to play together. I look at most. I think you just articulated what I was trying to say earlier of like, they feel more disjointed and not together yet. That's perfect. Well done. It, thank you. I have my moments, Jim. It's the same that we saw last year, Wichita, right? It was sort of like, a, you know, they'll play really hard, but there's no cohesion or collectiveness with that team. Um, same story, I think, this season. Next game. Now we pivot into mid-major, Nimkai. Sorry, I, include, I don't know why I include this game on the rundown, actually. Um, it's a upon further yeah, There are a lot of questions in the chat about it, so it's, I'm glad you hmm. Okay, good. UMass at South Florida. Uh Gross is the first word that comes to mind just because yes. South Florida is involved, Kai. There's an injury question mark here with Keyshawn Bryant. And there's a team that gives you gray hairs in UMass. What does that all amount to you? Yeah, first of all, South Florida is a tough team to peg. Um, they seem bad, but they've been better the last two games. They killed St. Joe's. That's at least a little bit impressive to beat them by that much. Control the whole game. UMass has been really good against the spread. But again, as I've said before, do not watch this team if you bet on them. Because like Matt said, you will get gray hairs. You will lose your hair. Uh, it is the first true row game for UMass. I'm not overly concerned about that. Again, not that scared of South Florida. But, Jim, it's going to be a defensive game. Neither team is going to score easily. Both teams are inefficient. Both teams are pretty solid on the defensive end. <clears throat> Under is my lean here. Neither team is really looking to run a whole lot, even though Frank Martin would like to do that more. No real take here on the side. Yeah, you, Matt, you mentioned Keyshawn Bryant's injury status. We don't know Jimmy or Chaplin's status as well. Another starter for South Florida. I kind of lean towards UMass, but I'm kind of loathe to trust them on the road. Uh, I certainly won't be watching. And a great point from the chat, Matthew, Frank Martin versus Keyshawn Bryant revenge game on both mm -hmm. sides. That's right. Uh, who, do, who does that uh, give an edge to? Yeah, I would think Martin has like the book on how to scout and negate Bryant, I guess. I don't know, unless Bryant has tricks on Martin's, you know, playbook. I, I No angle there for me, Jim. I just think South Florida has this weird ability to take teams and bring them into the the muck. Um, especially teams that are built on athleticism and size. Like I look at like the Auburn games, for example, it's like, I, you know, maybe they can do something similar to UMass, but I don't know. All that is to say, no play for me. Another fence rider scenario for me. Uh, last game, fun one, Kai. San Diego State returns from the island. They are hosting UC Irvine. The Anteaters have been nothing short of magnificent, save 30 minutes against Pepperdine, where the waves just went completely nuclear. And the Aztecs were net impressive, I'd say, on the island, um, but I think kind of a sleepy spot here against a really good and really well-coached Irvine team. Yeah, they've been a cover darling, Matt, besides that one game, which was frustrating. We were on Irvine. Um, Lose! San Reminder, San Diego State beat Irvine by 19 in 2021. It wasn't close, and Irvine was not bad that year. Um, both teams are known yeah. for their physicality, and I've seen a lot of under plays in the chat. These aren't the same archetypes. No, I agree. Usually are. San Diego New State's running... Day running a lot more. Their offense is actually good. And Irvine's relying on the three ball. They're taking a lot of threes. It seems like too many points, man. But if Irvine's missing outside shots, Jim, I can see San Diego State blowing them out. So that's a pretty big hope 
on the road here for Irvine. Yeah, this this is one of the few like you guys talking new days. Like this is just a different San Diego State team. They have a five ten yes. lightning bolt at point guard now. They're more than willing to give him the freedom uh, to run. They take a lot of quick shots in transition. I don't think that was just Maui. They did the same thing before they got there because it boosts their offense. That makes them a better favorite. Uh, I was probably like if if you had just told me blind this game is 12 i'd be like oh yeah irvine that, that seems like a fair bet but i made it 12 and a half i'm very high on the aztecs this year and they actually have the offense to be a decent favorite so i'm staying away uh, i wouldn't fault anybody taking side or total here but i'm i'm sitting this one out i worried that i uh i look at the box scores of our guy bent lukchen how do you say it, kai Lichten. german he's lukchen thank you thank you um, had the 20 ball against LMU raining in threes. He has not made a three since had a goose egg last game against Mexico state. He's pretty good. concerned. I think he's good too. Concerned. I bought too much into him and I think their bigs are so important for how Russell Turner plays. So something that I'm going to keep an eye on going forward. Uh, I did take UC Irvine. I'll add that as my last final thought before we get to round two of chat mob. All right, let's get through these quickly. It's, it's USMNT watch party time. All right. Yep. Kai from Joey Bellerman, America's team. Getting 25 and a half, 26 at Kentucky here in state. Big brother, they already beat Louisville. Do they hang around with Big Blue? I like to think that they do, but Justin Betts missed last game for Bellerman. He is important for that team. I, I think Kentucky should blow them out, but it is a fun dog to back, and they do play beautiful basketball. I don't have any strong. They play hard to. They really shorten the game, but this is travel hard health. Like they just yeah. were. UCLA back here 48 hours later. Like that's that's brutal travel. Mm-hmm. Um Kai, I'm going back to you because you've been the one leading the charge on Southern Miss this year. Do we back them again against Montana here? Wow, I can't take too much credit from old Matthew. He loves he's been loving the Eagles. Uh, probably that's my team, Jay. You, you heard me on. How dare you? But I do like Southern Miss here. Eight's a little bit high. Uh I do like Southern Miss. Montana has been terrible on the road. They've not covered a single game on the road this year. Um they have the flu. They or they've had the flu the past week. It's a terrible travel spot for them. Yeah, I don't love it. Uh, Matt, I'll give you another team that you've been uh, a big, big fan of. Weber State on the road at Tarleton. We don't love Tarleton as much as a favorite. What do you think here with the the Purple Wildcats on the road? No, I think Kai may be onto something with Weber being bad. Um, they have some real defensive question marks. Their center's banged up. Their best players in the doghouse. But Tarleton, if you remember um, their first home game last year, after a really fun non-conference, wow, Tarleton's really good. Look at, And then like Chuck South comes in and beats him. So deja vu tonight, maybe a home letdown, as awkward as that sounds, or as backwards as that sounds. You can't love Tarleton as a seven-point Right, that's what I'm saying. Anybody. First time they were here last year, they, they, they've shipped the bet. So, right, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll take this from <laughs> Will Jones. He likes Houston first half. I kind of do too, uh, after a really sleepy spot this weekend. Uh, now they're number one in the country. I think I think they could have a big, big first half there, but I've heard they are dealing with flu too. And Jairus Walker has a strained hamstring, so maybe he's not full strength, might even mm-hmm. sit out. I bet he says. That gives me some hesitancy on, on the Cougs. Uh, Ryan A. asked about VMI Presbyterian and Idaho State UMKC. Both will be coming in best bets, so we're going to table those for just a little bit before we get there, finish up chat mob first. Uh, Matt, Andrew Carr asked about Brown at Central Connecticut. The Blue Devils haven't been as good as I had hoped they would be. I know. Um, and Brown seems like they've started to figure it out a little bit. I might back CCSU again today. I, I, Dan Friday Close missed last game for Brown, or maybe he's missed a couple in a row. I think they have some injury question marks there. I, I'm with you, Jim. I'm tempted to back CCSU, but I'm worried. I'm just overly eager to bind them as a resurgence when really it's still 
Central Connecticut, and they have talent that's reflective of Central Connecticut. Yeah, Friday's been in and out. I watched Mike Martin's uh, interview at the end of the main game, and he was like, it seemed like we really figured things out today. Like, he he was hyped, but every, every coach is hyped after they win. So, um, Ethan Wright, Kai, asking about Old Dominion at Charleston. Cougars have been a major darling this year. Mm-hmm. Has the number finally gotten too high, or where do you land on this? Has it come down a little bit? I thought it was over seven. I just six mean and... like Charleston's value in the market oh, has that. Yeah, it's down to six and a half now. I think yeah, is hit. I think it's hit its peak. Charleston's value. I love Charleston, but Old Dominion's a really good team. There's not a lot of travel here. I would lean towards Old Dominion at plus six and a half. Yeah, I think so too. I actually kind of think Old Dominion is able to slow it down a bit. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Maybe they end up more of a pace taker. Uh, Matt Akers asked Jackson State, Miami, Ohio. Matt, did you back your Red Hawks? I'm curious. I did. Yeah, I did. They should be getting a little healthier today. Um, I, I don't love the current price, especially given Jackson State's recent competence. They've been pretty competitive all non-conference, so it does give me some worry. Um, but I think Miami may have turned a corner last game. That's all I'll say about my Red Hawks. I know it was in Little Rock, but I, I think they may have turned a corner. A three like against Jackson too. State. Come on. That's a low number. Kind of like maybe two. I also kind of like under. It's four and a half now, Matt. For the four and a half. Four yeah, it's too high now. now. But uh, Kind of like the under. Jackson State hasn't ran as much as I thought they would under Mo Williams. So, um, all right. Last one here uh, that I've seen. Furman at Apps or Furman hosting App State. Kai, someone asked about taking App State as a doggy. Probably a low possession game. What do you think? I'm with them, man. I think App State covers this game at plus seven. I think they could win outright. And I'm a I'm the biggest Furman fan you'll you'll find, but App State's home crowd is pretty darn good. It's a good um, home I, court in, in the yeah. fan forum. They expect this to be pretty well attended. Seven's a lot of points for an App State team that's really good against the spread and really good, really well coached this year. So I I, I lean towards App State. Yeah, I think I would too. Uh, Jay Letterman asked about Grand Canyon Alcorn over. Man, I I can't recommend a Grand Canyon over Acorn. Acorn seems gross. Just seems gross. Uh, let's get let's high. get to best bets here. We we revealed Matthews, but Matt, remind them what it is before Kai and I go. Well, just a fitting conclusion there, Jim. I almost took Alcorn as my best bet, so that's my second best bet. Won't officially count for the tally. My official play is, as said earlier, the Mizzou Wichita under. I think this game slows Mizzou down relative to the breakneck tempo they've been playing at this year. Mister McEwen, Matt, fair enough. I'm taking another under. Idaho State, UMKC under 125 and a half. This got bet up to start. Uh, It it came back down after the initial betting. Very curious what the market saw there. Um, Does it make me nervous? No, it does not. Uh, Both teams crawl on offense. And then, uh, excuse me, UMKC 341st in tempo on offense. Idaho State 312th in uh, offensive tempo. Both offenses are disgusting. Idaho State is like bottom 10 right now in offensive efficiency. So, you have low pace, you have low efficiency. Jim, both teams are really scrappy on D. They're actually pretty good defensively. That makes for a low possession game, low efficiency game, uh, low total game. Yeah, Idaho State's been kind of bouncing around the country travel-wise too. I, I don't think they're in any interest of trying to speed this up, so I'm, I'm with you. Uh, so Matt's gotten under, Kai's gotten under. I've got two unders. Big under day for the weave. We are wow. all the undertakers. Uh, I'm starting with American and Albany under 127 and a half. Both teams have some injury questions, could be missing starters. Albany was missing Colin Smalls and Johnny O'Neill last game. Mm. And then Albany is also really struggling with Justin Neely out for the year. Marcus Jackson, the freshman, got hurt last game. We'll, we'll see if they get Aaron Reddish back. But I just think this is going to be slow, shorthanded. Let's play a slog game. I'm also going with VMI and Presbyterian under. 
Presbyterians, uh, the home run under team. This was at 135 and a half. I was surprised this hasn't come down. VMI, I think their coach, Andrew Wilson, wants to run, but he doesn't have the roster to do it at all. He's only got like eight healthy players. And against a team that wants to slow it down, I think VMI will take that pace and end up playing another slog. So we are cheering against points today, boys. Four unders for the week's best. Under. It's a great hit about unders. We'll be consumed with USA soccer football coverage uh, while our uh, our scores are off in the distance. Hopefully nothing exciting is happening and no points are being scored and unders are cashing left and right. That's what we're hoping for today. The only people scoring today is USA. We're scoring seven the goals. Yanks. Yeah. Seven goals. Questionable starting lineup, Jim. I just saw the announcement with a few auto missions, but such is the norm under our current manager. I'll oh, holster that take for I another day. Until game. that day, which yet to be named, we'll be back tomorrow though. Noon Central, 1 p.m. Eastern, uh, as is the cadence this week. Go USA, and that's all we have. See you tomorrow.